then here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying co-worker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. This is Hawkeye Recap with Brian Hurley, part of the Hawk Fanatic Network. On this podcast, we will relive past Iowa football and basketball games and players from the past 100 plus years. To find more games and players, visit HawkeyeRecap.com. In this episode, I'd like to continue the discussion around bringing in the four new teams from the Pac-12. Back in 2020, I wrote an article, True or False, Iowa Football Struggles in Games on the West Coast. And that was something that had come up many times, and I wanted to dig into the history to really find out if that was true. So this is the uh, article, and then I'm going to read off the games at a high level. As a lifelong Iowa fan, I always felt that the football team struggled winning games on the West Coast. I would bet most fans would agree with that statement. After setting up the Hawkeye Recap website, it is now easier for me to gather data on questions like this to see if this is true or not. Oftentimes, perceptions don't match reality, so I wanted to see what the facts are, including whether we were favored in the game or not, which often isn't discussed much in bowl game records. Iowa often draws more difficult opponents because we can bring lots of fans to the game, and that moves us up into better bowl games instead of games where we were more evenly matched. I pulled all the modern games from the Kirk Ferentz and Hayden Fry era to keep it simple, ignoring any games before 1979. Here are the games I found that match the criteria of West Coast, which would be Arizona, California, Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii. I debated including the 1992 game at Colorado, but decided to leave it out. So here are the Hayden Fry games. January 1st, 1982, number 12, Iowa versus number 13, Washington and Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. Looked like an even matchup, but Iowa lost 28 to nothing, and I would consider that a bad loss. Next was September 25th, 1982, Iowa at Arizona, regular season game in Tucson. Also an even matchup, Iowa wins 17-14, and I would call that a good, tough win. December 1st, 1984, Iowa at Hawaii in Honolulu. Also an even matchup, Iowa won 17-6 because Hawaii ended up finishing 7-4 and four that season. December 26, 1984, Iowa versus number 19 Texas in Anaheim at the Freedom Bowl. Iowa was not favored in the game, but won 55-17, as most of you will remember that awesome game. 
That was an excellent win and a blowout. January 1st, 1986, number four, Iowa at number 13, UCLA in Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. Iowa was favored, but lost 28 to 45. So I consider that a bad loss. It was UCLA's home stadium, so they did have that advantage. December 30th, 1986, number 19, Iowa versus San Diego State in the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. So Iowa was favored and got a win 39-38. September 12, 1987, Iowa at Arizona again in Tucson. It was an even matchup. Iowa wins 15-14, a very tough win there. December 30th, 1987, number 18, Iowa versus Wyoming, again in the Holiday Bowl. Iowa was favored, higher ranked, and won 20-19 in another tough win. September 3rd, 1988, number 9, Iowa at Hawaii in Honolulu. Iowa was favored, but lost 24-27. January 1st, 1991, number 17, Iowa versus number 8, Washington in in Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. Iowa was not favored. Number eight, Washington was favored that day, and Iowa lost 34 to 46. Um, They got blown up early in that game, if you remember, and did come back and made it more respectable, but it seemed like they were overmatched. December 30th, 1991, number seven, Iowa versus BYU in San Diego in the Holiday Bowl. Iowa was favored, but ended in a 10-10 tie to Ty Detmer, the Heisman Trophy winner. Probably consider a bad tie given that Iowa seemed to be the better team. And actually a late interception salvaged the ties. So they could have easily lost that game. September 24th, 1994, Iowa at Oregon in Eugene. Iowa was not favored and they lost 18 to 40. I would consider a bad loss. Tight early in the game and then they kind of pulled away. Oregon did win the Pac-10 that year and went to the Rose Bowl. And Iowa did not go to a bowl game. So looking back, probably not as bad of a loss as it was at the time. Oregon did not look that good going into that game, but reeled off a bunch of wins after that. September 19th, 1998, Iowa at number 16, Arizona in Tucson. Iowa was not favored and lost 11 to 35. That was Coach Fry's last year. No bowl game for that team. And Arizona was ranked. So Hayden Fry's record in summary his overall record at Iowa was 143-89-6 for a 61.3% winning percentage. In West Coast games, he was 6-6-1, so he won about 50% of the games. What really stands out is the three difficult Rose Bowl losses versus the two Holiday Bowl wins and the Freedom Bowl win. In bowl games, he was 3-3-1, and the three losses were the three Rose Bowls. There were also two wins against Arizona that people forget about, 1982 and 1987. If you just looked at games we should have won based on record and ranking, there were five games we were favored in, four games evenly matched, and four games we were not favored in or were the underdogs. And happy to get some feedback from people on whether we were favored or not in some of those games, but that was just a quick glance at the rankings and and a little bit on each of the teams. Based on that, We can assume that they would have won about half the evenly matched games, won the five favorite games, and lost the games that we were underdogs. So they would have had likely a seven and six record. So I'm concluding that Coach Fry did not have a problem with playing in the West Coast, except for the Rose Bowl games, which are the ones that most people remember. Now let's take a look at Kirk Ferentz games. 
Even though he's coached longer, there's less games there, and that might be intentional on his part. First one, September 18th, 2004, number 16, Iowa, at Arizona State in Tempe. Iowa would have been favored in that game and lost badly, uh, 7-44. Arizona State did finish 9-3 on the seasons. That made it a little bit better, but Iowa also had a good team. September 18th, 2010 is the next one. Number 9, Iowa, at number 24, Arizona, in Tucson. Iowa would have been favored in that game, and they end up losing 27-34. It was a disappointing season that year with very high expectations going in, so that loss was very tough. They did fight back in that game after getting down early. December 28, 2010, Iowa versus number 14, Missouri, in Tempe in the Insight Bowl. Iowa would not have been favored, but did win 27-24, so that was a good win, um, even though it was a disappointing season. December 30th, 2011, Iowa versus number 19, Oklahoma, in Tempe in the Insight Bowl. Iowa was not favored and lost 14 to 31, but they were an average team and overmatched by a more talented Oklahoma team who was favored. January 1st, 2016, number six, Iowa versus number five, Stanford, in Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. I'd call it an even matchup, but the score was lopsided. Iowa lost 16 to 45, uh, and it was a bad loss. The game was over in the first half, maybe in the first quarter. December 27th, 2019, number 16, Iowa versus number 22, USC, in San Diego in the Holiday Bowl. I call it an even matchup going into it. Iowa wins easily 49 to 24, and really they dominated the entire game, so I'd call that a good win. So for the Kirk Ferentz summary, his record as of 2019 at Iowa is 162 and 104, or about 60.9%, very similar to Coach Fry. Overall, he had much fewer games on the West Coast compared to Hayden Fry, partly by choice, some by chance, even though they both have or had coached about 20 seasons. In West Coast games, he was two and four, a 33% win record. He had two really bad losses, the 2004 Arizona State and 2016 Rose Bowl but beat USC in 2019 and Missouri in 2010. The loss to Oklahoma wasn't much of a surprise. The Arizona loss was still an upset, but given a road game against a former Hawkeye, Mike Stoops, and getting down by 20 points in the game, they played well in the second half, so I'm not considering that one a bad loss. In bowl games, he was 2-2, two and two, lost one Rose Bowl and one Insight Bowl. If you just looked at the games they should have won based on record and ranking, there was two games we were favored, Arizona State and Arizona, Two games evenly matched, and two games we were not favored in or underdogs. Based on that, they would have won the won half the evenly matched games, won the two favored games, and lost the games we were underdogs. That would have likely had a three and three record. So it seems like we did about the same as expected given the matchups. Basically, one more loss instead of a win. Probably not a result of the climate or time zone. I'm concluding that Ferentz also did not have a problem with playing in the West Coast except for the Arizona State game, which he has said impacted future games scheduled on the West Coast. The lopsided loss in the 2016 Rose Bowl was also very painful as a fan given the dream season they had. Perhaps Ferentz is including his experience with Coach Fry in his memory when reflecting back on past trips to the West Coast. In conclusion, I didn't see any clear evidence that Iowa has a higher or lower chance of winning games on the West Coast, much to my own surprise, especially when you factor in whether they are favored or not in those games. I think what stands out is the painfulness of some of the losses and the magnitude, especially in the Rose Bowl. 
The other topic I thought about was bowl game victories versus the quality of the opponent. So I did a quick look at the bowl games under Ference and Fry. For Fry, he was 6-7-1 in bowl games. Of those games, he was 2-3 and three as an underdog, where the other team ranked much higher. 1-3 when evenly matched, or unranked, or rankings were very close. And 3-1-1 one one in games we were favored, or had a higher ranking. Using the logic above, they should have ended with a record of 7-7, seven and seven, which is almost identical to what he had. If you take out the BYU tie in 1991. So if they had won that game, it would have been 7-7. Seven and seven. For Ference, he is 10 and 9 in bowl games through the 2022 season. Of those games, he is also 2 and 4 as an underdog, 8 and 5 when evenly matched, and I don't see any games where they were considered favorites. Maybe the 2017 Pinstripe Bowl versus Boston College, um, but that seemed pretty evenly matched. With that logic, they should have been 6 and 13 or 7 and 12 in bowl games, roughly. So Ference teams have actually done better than that by three games. I think that is often overlooked because of the strength of the opponents. What do you think? Am I missing something or did I forget a game or not look at this the way you would have thought about it? Hopefully hearing some of the history helps you put that in perspective a little bit. I know that was really interesting for me to go back and rethink about some of those games. On the page, I'll link to the article itself and then each of the games you can link to it and see information about those games, and then also link to the full seasons if you want to check out how they did over the entire year. Do you need a great electrical contractor or fire and water restoration specialist? Well, contact Lance Bolin at LB Electric and LJ Construction in North Liberty. Lance has served the corridor for many years and is ready to help you. Call Lance Bolin at 319-640-1116. That's 319-640-1116. Or visit LJ underscore construction on Instagram for licensed and insured electrical work, fire and water restoration, and remodeling. Hi, this is A.J. Perez, Managing Partner at Deary Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Waukee and Iowa City. I'm so proud of our team at both locations. We are committed to one thing, giving our customers the absolute best when it comes to service and a car buying experience, the kind of experience that brings you back. What makes us different? We believe at Deary, we don't just sell cars, we help people buy them. This week we kick off the 2023 football season. Utah State is up first. Iowa has played Utah State twice. First is 1957, and then the second one was 2002. So this will be the third matchup. And Iowa is 2-0 all-time against the Aggies. So let's go back to September 28, 1957. Iowa is just coming off of a Rose Bowl victory in the 1957 Rose Bowl from the 1956 season, and they were ranked number 12. This was a big Hawkeye victory, 70-14. to in front of 40,000 fans. Forrest Evashevsky was the coach, and the star of the game was Gino Sessi. He touched the ball just three times in his college football debut, but etched his name into Hawkeye football lore with three touchdowns on three plays. He became then just the fourth Hawkeye to score three touchdowns in a single game. Bill Happel added two touchdowns, one pass reception and one run, the Hawks were up 7-0 in the first quarter, but then added 20 points in the second quarter and 20 points in the third quarter to take a commanding 47-7 lead into the fourth quarter. They racked up 648 yards of offense, 320 yards of rushing, and 328 yards of passing 
In all, the Hawkeyes scored 10 touchdowns, 8 extra points, and a safety in the blowout win. And due to shifting personnel, four different kickers were used in the game. Bob Prescott was 2 for 3 on PATs, he had one blocked. Alex Karras was 4 for 4 on PATs, while Hugh Drake was 1 for 2, and Olin Treadway was 1 for 1. I thought that was really interesting. So I've got a couple articles. Um, I've got the uh, trip down memory lane article that was posted on Rivals' website. I've got the Iowa City Precision game recap and the Des Moines Register game recap. I also found an interesting play-by-play broadcast of the game. This was part of a uh, album called Hooray for the Hawkeyes. Relive the big moments in Iowa football as they were broadcast. And this was from 1959. And I've got a link to the YouTube video that I posted of the album. There's a bunch of segments in here, maybe about 20 or so, 30 different segments. One of them is from this game where Gino Sessi makes some incredible plays. And I think you'll recognize the radio broadcaster when you hear this. 1957 was a year filled with mixed emotions for Iowa football followers. Elation and pride following wins over Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Notre Dame. Heartbreak and pride after a close loss to Ohio State. The season began with one of the most astounding performances by an Iowa player seen in the stadium. Gino Sessi, appearing against Utah State as a sophomore in his first game, handled the ball three times, gained 132 total yards, and scored three touchdowns as Iowa trounced the Westerners 70-14. to His most amazing run left 40,000 fans and a radio reporter limp with excitement. Okay, Randy Duncan throws the pass. It's complete to Sessi. touchdown of the day. He had a 37-yard run. He scored on a 15-yard screen pass, and now he runs 80 yards. One of the most spectacular broken field jobs we've ever seen. Unfortunately, I don't have any video highlights to share with you on that game, but if anyone does know where to find those, please let me know. Okay, next up is the 2002 game. So we have a big gap in games. Iowa wins 48-7. to this is at Kinnick Stadium again. 54,000 were in attendance for a 2.30 kickoff. And the date was September 21st. Iowa recorded its largest margin of victory of the season when the Hawkeyes cruised to a 48-7 win. 
The Hawks dominated the Aggies both offensively and defensively as Iowa totaled 518 yards of offense, 300 of which came on the ground to Utah State's 244. Iowa scored touchdowns on offense, defense, and special teams on route to his third victory of the year. Quarterback Brad Banks threw for 185 yards and one touchdown and rushed for 65 more. He has yet to throw an interception in four games this season. Dallas Clark had five catches for 67 yards. I've got a link to the Daily Iowan game recap, and there's a full game video so you can watch the entire thing uh, posted on the game page. And I've got all the game stats posted as well. So in other words, we've got two games against Utah State, both blowouts, and I think all Iowa fans would be excited to see another offensive production like these two games coming up on Saturday. If you have topics or games or opponents or players you'd like to learn about, please contact me. You can reach me through the website, hawkeyerecap.com. You can also find me on Twitter and on Facebook. If you know other Hawkeye fans that might like hearing this podcast, if you could please let them know about it, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks and go Hawks. Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. For more information about my business, I'm online at streetsmaintenance.com and Facebook, or give me a call at 400-4483. 400-4483. Support for this podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa, a list of their services and upcoming events can be found at SUI.org. That is SUI.org.